everybody and welcome back to my podcast. My name is Samuel Perez and this is Christian in Progress, a podcast that is all about sexuality and pretty much anything else that I want to talk about. <laughs> um, I'm glad that you guys are back with me. Today I'm going to be sharing with you guys a little bit of some things that I experienced even before my walk with Christ about just being in the church and having same-sex attraction and what it looks like to come out of the closet and some things that maybe I haven't shared even in my testimony before. So those are some things that we're going to dive into. But before we get started, I want to let everybody know that this podcast is completely free to listen to and we do accept donations and we have some awesome rewards and gifts for those who want to become patrons of the podcast. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, click on the description and you will find a link to becoming a patron of the podcast, which means you'll be making a regular monthly commitment. And we also have my website where you can find resources to give through PayPal, Venmo, or Cash App. All right, now that that's out of the way, yeah, I wanted to jump on here and just talk to you guys a little bit about some of my experiences that I went through growing up in the church. And um, I had a really awesome question that was presented to me by someone on Instagram. They just shot me a question and they told me, um, how do you feel about people who have Christian beliefs who are being called basically like homophobic? And I think I have a couple of things to say about that. Um, definitely, first thing we want to talk about is that we know that the world is not going to love us, that the world is going to reject us. There's definitely some things in the Bible that are hard truths to swallow. And all we can do is try to represent what the Bible says. I mean, that's all we can do is just like whatever the Bible says, this is the truth and this is the word of God. I can't just because it's something that is like, happening in society, I can't submit to what society thinks versus what the, the word of God like thinks and says. And so to me, definitely there's going to be some times where people are going to call me like homophobic or they're going to call me hateful towards LGBTQ, which is totally not correct. Like I love people who have same-sex attraction. I love them just as much as I love heterosexuals, just as much as I love someone who's outside of a different religion. There would be no reason for me not to love those people, even if they're different from me. Um, whatever sin they might be doing, we're all sinners at the end of the day. I think the problem is that when people refuse um, to be like, I'm not a sinner or whatever, like, okay, good. That's good. If you want to like think that, for you, like, but for me, like, remember, I have a belief system. And it, so I think all of us are entitled to our belief system. And so if someone's like, I don't, I don't believe that I'm a sinner. Okay, that's fine. That's your belief system. I have my belief system. And I'm not, I'm not going to judge you for your belief system. I just have my own. <laughs> and so I think that's difficult for people to comprehend. It's like, as much as I respect you, I would hope that you would also respect me and my, and my religious beliefs. Um, the problem is, is that the church in the past, has not exactly been loving towards people who have same-sex attraction or, or who are, are, are dating a, a man and a man and a woman and a woman. You know, that's just the truth. Like, the church hasn't been open to transgender. Um, the church is, the, the Bible is really the, the reasons most times why a lot of people have been attacked um, in the past. They've been attacked using the word of the Bible. And so that's the biggest problem is that a lot of people do have that, like, upfront, like, uh, they, them wanting to protect themselves. And I could see why they would want to protect themselves because there's literally people who have died in the name of the Bible. And so 
that's always going to be like very hard. Uh, and it's something that we as Christians, we have to own up to that. Like, okay, like this is what people did before in the past, but that was not correct. And that's not what we believe. Like today, it's not my belief that LGBTQ people should be stoned or that they should be hurt or any of that kind of stuff. Like that's just outrageous. That's, that's so wrong. That's definitely not the gospel. That's not what Jesus preached to us. And sorry, guys, I have a little bit of a stuffy nose. I am, I am recovering um, from COVID. So <laughs> I have just a little bit of a stuffy nose. But that's not what the gospel tells us. Jesus told us that we should go out into all of the world and, and baptize everyone in his name and to make disciples, right? And so that should always be our number one priority, no matter whether you have same-sex attraction or whether you're heterosexual, um, any of those types of things. Like that is our main priority, just to share the gospel with anyone, anyone. That includes anyone. <laughs> like no matter how much you might not understand that individual or that person, and so um, that that would be like my approach first off is that a lot of people might think that, oh, you know, like you hate me because the Bible says that you should hate me. And and to them, I would just educate them on the things that I I know. So if someone comes up to me and then they're like, oh, um, which actually has never happened. Like I've never had a gay person like come up to me and tell me that I'm homophobic based on my beliefs like that has never happened to me, which actually makes me think what are people doing to other individuals that are making them think that they're like homophobic um or that they they hate gay people because i think that's what homophobic means is that like you're you hate gay people or you're scared of gay people um i've never had that like and i'm not scared of gay people and i don't hate gay people so what are what are you doing in your life and that is making people feel that way and so maybe maybe you've been using the word of god to like i don't know like that like bash them or make them feel horrible about their lifestyle. Like I don't go around making people feel horrible about their lifestyles. Like for example, the other day I was at the gym and there was this guy that came up to me and he has a boyfriend. I've seen them together at the gym. When he approaches me, he he actually asked me if he if I would like to work out with him sometime. And I'm always making friends at the gym or whatever. And so he probably thought I was also part of the team <laughs> because I mean I'm not exactly the most masculine guy. I guess I don't know. But um, he asked me if I would like to hang out with him. The first thing I'm going to do is I'm not going to be like, oh, sorry, I like can't work out with you because you're gay and I saw you with your boyfriend. And like I'm I used to be gay and like this is this in my story. Like, why would I do that? <laughs> like, why would I jump in there? Like with all that information, like right away? No, it was just nice to him. I was just like same thing that I would be if I saw someone who was heterosexual. Like I, I, there's such a disconnect in today's day and age, which is just crazy to me. It's just like like really like people first off even a question like this which is amazing i know people want to learn want to understand that's why i make these podcasts and i'm so glad for those types of questions but even the fact that we have to ask like questions like this it, it's like it's creating a like a separation between heterosexual and homosexual when in reality if you don't have jesus you're a sinner and that is it like there is no like it's sinner versus like ones who have been saved by the blood of jesus that's it. That's the only difference between anyone. There's only two groups of people, people who have been saved by Jesus and people who have not been saved by Jesus. That's it. And so when I get these questions, it's like, I understand, but it's like, why are we treating people differently? I would treat like this person, this individual that came up to me at the gym, the same way that I would treat 
anybody else who was heterosexual. And so he came up to me and and then he was just like, uh, I think he like, we were talking about different shows on TV and stuff like that. And, and I'm probably going to have a workout with him. And I might be able to share my testimony. I might not have the opportunity to share my testimony. Um, he might ask me about it. Like he's following me on Instagram. And so he sees that I post things that are Christian and, and, I'm, I might have to explain to him like what it is that I do for work or whatever, but I'm not going to judge him. I'm not going to judge his lifestyle. I'm not going to try to be like, hey, like, you know, you got to I saw that you have a boyfriend. And, and do you know that Jesus thinks this about this about that? No, like, I, I, first off, I'm going to be strategic and in and, and my friendship and my relationship with them. Like, I think it's just like, like, guys, I have some like, like common sense. It's like you can't speak into someone's life. If you barely know the individual, you know, like I, I barely know this person. If I did know this person a little bit better, then yeah, maybe if they asked for my opinion, I could be like, oh, this is what I think. You know, if they're like, hey, what do you think about my, my relationship? And like, I don't think anybody ever goes around just asking people like, hey, what do you think about my relationship? You know, like people don't care what you think about them. Like as long as you just like treat them well. So my only hope would be that I would be able to introduce them to Jesus, introduce him to Jesus. Like tell him, look, this is my job. Like I'm a pastor preacher. Like I met Jesus in my room and like, this was awesome. He encountered me, changed my life. And like, now I follow him and I'm in love and I, I do all these things for God. Right. And hopefully that, and, and be like, Hey, are you open to a prayer? You know, if not, okay, cool. Then we never hang out ever again, you know, whatever. Um, it's all about the other individual and they're just respecting that individual and offering to them like love. And so, and then after that, if they want to say that you are hateful towards them or whatever action that you did for, for them, I don't think that's hateful at all. Like no one would ever say that. Like someone would be like, oh, well, yeah, he's just like, he's Christian. That's his religious belief. But we still talk to each other. Like he respects me. I respect him. Like we might hang out, go to dinner, you know, whatever. Like I, 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 but the problem is that even now, even I've experienced this myself in the Christian world is that uh, it's unfortunate. It's kind of negative. Like I hate to be negative all the time, but it is what it is. I've experienced this where a lot of Christians have treated me differently just because I have same sex attraction. And there's been a lot of examples of this. I won't, I won't go into details about it, but there have been a lot of times where Christians have treated me different just because I have same-sex attraction. And if they're treating me differently, then I can only imagine them treating people who are in that lifestyle and don't know about Jesus and are not walking with Jesus. You know what I'm saying? And so to me, I think it's interesting why that happens. And I think it's out of a lack of understanding or even, yeah, maybe even really being scared of the things that these people are doing and, and, and separating themselves from these individuals, which is sad. And then, then I've had also, I've had incredible experiences with some Christians that they treat me normally. They, they understand the gospel, they get it. They, they love Jesus and there's no difference between me and, and anybody else in their life. And so it can really go both ways. But I think if someone is like, I guess the the way to answer the question is that if someone is is saying that you're homophobic for your Christian beliefs, you have to really analyze how what is it your behavior. Ask them. Be like, oh, what about me? Is it that you you feel like is homophobic? And if they're like, well, you treat me really differently, or you say things that are really hateful, or you know, I didn't ask for your opinion in this and this that, and then you have to like really reflect back on. Um, your behavior and what it is it that you're doing to these people because there is like a sense of like yes like no matter what like the world is not going to love us they're not going to be happy with us but there are some things that you can do just to be an understanding and loving individual and that's not hard to do and still stick by your truth that's the thing to me is that it, it just it's like blows my mind because that doesn't happen to me like 
I have, a, like I said, I have a lot of gay friends that are still my friends today that have no problem with me and no problem with any of the stuff that I'm doing online. To me, they're just like, oh, he's just confused. You know, he'll come back to the lifestyle or hold this. And they have opinions about me. And I think everyone has opinions, but none of them ever have, have, I don't think they would say that I am like hateful towards them. And it's just because like, I don't treat them any differently. Like, like one of my um, good friends, he just got married to to his other friend who like he's in a gay relationship and I've never had a problem with him. He's never had a problem with me. He calls me sometimes for prayer even. Like there's actually a lot of people who are in the LGBTQ uh, community who have relationships with, with Jesus. Like, I mean, I don't know if it's like a fully well, like formed, mature relationship yet. You know what I'm saying? Because then they would want to leave what they're doing to follow Jesus. And I think that would be anybody, um, not just um, homosexuals, but heterosexuals as well, which is also that double standard, which I want to talk a little bit into, but let me finish my thought. <laughs> um, like I've, I've met a lot of people um, in the LGBTQ plus community that have relationships with Jesus and they, and they want prayer and they want to go to church and, but they feel uncomfortable going there because they feel like everybody's judging them or hating on them and stuff. So I think what a person can do is just really make someone feel comfortable and not feel judged and not give out your opinion if they're not open to receiving that. And I think that that requires discernment that requires a certain amount of, of patience and love and understanding for that individual. But here is the double standard that I've seen this is the double standard is that heterosexuals can go out have relationships try dating date this girl date that girl um really get into a marriage without asking jesus um get married you know like um invite everyone no matter like oh there's no accountability whatsoever you know there's such a double standard it's like oh you're getting married wow what a beautiful thing congratulations it's not like I think here's here's one reaction. One reaction could be this. It's like how I just said, oh my gosh, like someone comes up to me and they're like, oh, I'm getting married. You know, it's a heterosexual couple. Oh, we're getting married, you know, whatever. One reaction could be like, oh, congratulations. Wow, this is incredible. I can't wait for the wedding. When are you, when are you guys gonna like get married, right? That's one reaction. Another reaction would be like, oh, hey, we're getting married, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then I go, wait, um, so tell me about this. Like, did Jesus orchestrate this? Like, are, do you both have an incredible relationship with Jesus? You know, like, um, like what's the story behind this? Did you date? Did God tell you guys this in a vision and a dream? Like, did, did the Lord speak to you this? Is this just an attraction thing? You know, there's so many different questions because in the same way that heterosexuals expect out of gay people to just live these like celibate lives and, um, and then also to just like maybe be single is it, and and not be with the person that they really like based on their attractions is the same kind of accountability that we need to hold heterosexuals to because heterosexuals, they get with people all the time just based on their attractions, which is lust and which is also still wrong. If you're not following God, if you're not following Jesus and what he's telling you to do with your life, that's wrong. That's a sin, right? That's disobedience against God. So if God has not told you to date this person, if God has not told you to marry this person, then and you're in a relationship with them only because of your attraction towards them, we have a huge problem. We have a huge issue. You're in disobedience towards God. And the same way that you tell homosexuals not to be in a relationship because of their attractions is the same way that you also should not be in a relationship because of your attractions, right? Now, of course, attractions have something to play. God is never going to send you somebody that you're not attracted to. I mean, he might. I mean, what was that story? Um, Hosea, 
that he like told her to told him to marry a prostitute like i don't know if Hosea was like super attracted to this prostitute like maybe i don't know or maybe he thought that she was grotesque or something i have, I have no idea but this is really interesting like god is like god when god speaks to you like he's going to tell you like hey this is your wife or this is your husband right and I, I, that's kind of like my belief system in this and maybe it's not the same for everybody else, but I don't believe in dating. Like, I just believe in, okay, God brings this individual. We're both walking in Christ. And then the Lord reveals to both of us that we're supposed to be together. And I think that that will just happen like supernaturally, the way that God tells us how to do other things. Like the way, the same way that God told me that I knew and I, I knew that I had to be in ministry. That was not something that was attractive to me. It was just something that I knew I had to do because God said I had to do this thing, right? Same way is that he when whenever he brings a girl into my life, he's going to be like, that's your wife. And I'm just going to know that I know. And she's going to know that I know. And we won't have to do the whole, let's go on dates. Let's get to know each other. You know, all that stuff. I mean, obviously, like we do have to get to know each other, but through like a friendship way. And then we could be like, are you interested? Are you interested? Cool. Okay, let's get married. You know, like that's how it is. It's as simple as that. But I think the world has really distorted that because I have talked to a lot of Christian men and Christian women. And it's not like that. They are, they are looking for the attraction. And I think that's kind of a little bit unfair for the LGBTQ community. And I'm always going to come in with their perspective because that's my background is that you are asking them not to go forth into a relationship because of their attractions. But at the same time, you're going into relationships because of your attraction and nobody gives you anything for that. Like nobody is ever negative towards you for that. There might be some people in your life that are going to keep you accountable to that for sure. 100%. Like, um, but it's kind of like this unspoken thing is like, Oh, you don't, you don't, you don't say that to a person because marriage is always good. Marriage is always a beautiful thing. Marriage is always this. Marriage is not always, not always. If God's not in it, he's not in it. You know, he didn't ask that. Can he make good things out of that? Yeah, but you're going to have problems later on in life. You might go through a divorce. Um, that person might cheat on you because they weren't your spouse and God didn't send them or there's going to be manipulation in the relationship. There's so many different things that could happen. And so I just think there's like a double standard, you know, and, and it's just not fair because um, we're asking of the LGBTQ community for so much but then a lot of heterosexual people aren't living that lifestyle out themselves. But then there are people out there that are really are living that lifestyle. Like there was this incredible story one time. I went to a Jesus Image conference um, like a while back ago. I think this was like 2018, 2019 when I was first becoming a Christian. And there was a girl that I was in line with and she was telling me that she was a missionary like somewhere in India and that she was going to go on a mission trip. She was already like 30 years old and that when she would go to like um, like women's group, like the women would always be like, oh, um, when are you going to get married? And when are you are, are you going to find a man and this and that? And she was like, I'm really not interested in that. Like, I'm just interested in following Jesus. And this is all I care about. Like. I, if I'm going to be single for the rest of my life, like I'm going to be single for the rest of my life. That's that she, she didn't really like, she wasn't chasing a man, which is really admirable. I think to me, because this is something that is asked of LGBTQ. We're asking of you to never be in a relationship and just make Jesus your everything. Right. But then heterosexuals, they don't make Jesus their everything. Like it's like they have their marriages and they have their kids and they have their family and they have this and they have that. And then it's like, it's like, did Jesus even ask that of them? Because one thing is like, Jesus told you to do those things. And the other thing is he didn't. Right. But anyways, this girl, she was like really focused on Jesus. And I thought that was, that was really beautiful to me. And so 
we started talking in the line and then she told me that she was going to go on another mission trip and these girls were prophesying over her in like a prayer meeting that um she was going to meet her husband on this mission trip right she was going to meet her husband and like it was going to be everything that she ever wanted and she's like okay whatever like i really don't care like i'm there to like do my missionary trip i'm not there to like meet my husband and so she goes to like, I think it was like, I don't know, somewhere in South America and she gets there and then she ends up meeting a guy and she really, really liked this guy. And um, they ended up like knowing that this was from the Lord. And so she had confirmations and then she was like, yeah, I, I like it's not about attraction. I didn't even want this marriage. I just knew that this guy was the one that I was supposed to have and be with. And he was like Canadian or something like that. And so I, just that story alone, like I think that's pretty cool. So there definitely is like that double standard, but some people are really living that. And, and I believe that that's how us as Christians, like we should all be living in that type of way. The same way, just like that girl, like I'm not, I'm not in my relationship for Jesus so that I can find a spouse. I'm in my relationship for Jesus so that I can follow Jesus. And what he wants me to do is for his kingdom and for him and uh, to spread the gospel, to spread the good news, to see people get saved and, and all those things, right? But I think that's the double standard that we have. It's like heterosexuals get a free pass to kind of do whatever they want to do. And then um, uh, people who are homosexual and wanting to go into the faith, they have so many restrictions and they have very little like understanding and, um, and they face a lot of rejection and they face just like a lot. Like, guys, it's so hard even like for me as a christian like i get treated so badly sometimes by other christians and i know it's just because i deal with same-sex attraction and i don't even like to like i'm the type of person that like that is so far away from my identity like and, and it's even hard for me sometimes to even make podcasts like this because it's like i have to revert back to that mindset of somebody that i used to be that i'm not anymore and so it's so far and distant from my actual identity in christ today and yet people still treat me differently and so i think the best thing when it comes to people saying oh are, are you homophobic or you know this and that um it's just like analyze your behavior how loving are you to people who actually do struggle with same-sex attraction and do you treat them and uphold them in the same kind of level that you treat and uphold other heterosexuals because there is that like traditional standards that we have and different things that you know are just not really talked about today like how i mentioned with this girl and and men and women in in christianity nowadays it's like uh, they're, they're not really following jesus they're following like the benefits of Jesus. So that's what I have to say about that specific um, question that this girl on Instagram asked. Um, she also uh, said this, did I ever feel like Christians before me were homophobic? Um, yeah. I mean, before I met Jesus, yeah, 100%. I did feel like there, there's always going to be people that are going to use religion as a cover up to say hateful things and to be hateful. That doesn't mean that that's everybody. And I definitely understood that. And I knew that. Um, like, for example, when I went to Hillsong, I remember just this vividly. And I, don't, I don't know why I remember it. Like, maybe it's the Lord. So I could tell this story. But um, I would always like to go to churches that didn't speak about homosexuality. Um, just because it was like, if it was spoken about, I wanted to hear it from someone who actually had lived it and been through it. And there was rarely, usually there was no one who had been through that in churches, especially in church leadership. And if they did, it was very hush hush, you know, but then I remember one time I went to Hillsong in New York city and, um, and I think it was like whoever was pastoring at the time, I wanted to see if they had ever made a statement about homosexuality. And I think they did make a statement, but it was very just much like we accept everybody. We love everybody. We're here to like preach the gospel or something like it wasn't anything hateful. 
And that's why I ended up going to Hillsong in, um, in NYC when I was there, you know, living my Vila Loca, like as a former gay stripper, <laughs> well, as a gay stripper. But um, that's why I ended up going there because it, I, I just felt a little bit comfortable. Like um, they weren't speaking about the issue so much because it was like everybody makes this like such a huge issue like in Christianity, but they don't make other things a huge issue. And that was my biggest problem was like they really did treat us like we were the worst of the worst, you know. And, and that's something that could be of good advice for someone who's listening to this. Like I really want to not. I want to help my my gay friends and my lesbian friends, my transgender friends want to come to Christ. I want to help them come to Christ. Well, don't make them feel like they are the worst of the worst. And that's usually the way that I felt when I went into church and they would use, you know, that whole, um, what is it called? Oh, you're a sodomite. You know, you're this, you're that. They would, they would say names and say horrible, hateful things. And so when people... When, whenever you're telling people about Jesus, especially if someone who is gay or is, you know, lesbian, the first thing that they're going to tell you is that they think that that God hates them and they think that Christians hate them unless they have a different theology or, you know, they've studied or whatever for themselves. But they really do feel like they are the most hated people ever in Christianity. And that's the way that church sometimes makes them feel. So it's kind of sad. But what can you do except to make them feel loved and to tell them that, no, like Jesus really does love them, um, but that he has an expectation of a certain lifestyle um, for them. And that's later on. You teach them You teach them that later when they've encountered the presence of God and when they've encountered the love of God. Um, and, and that's strategic. You know, it's like it like how would you feel if somebody confronted you in your sin while you were sinning like you're not going to feel good about those types of things you're not going to want to accept the things that they're saying and so just be like be smart about those types of things make them feel loved make them feel appreciated like i don't think that that's too hard to do and that's too much to ask of a christian which we are literally supposed to be known as people that we love other people you know and and sometimes we just we don't do a very good job of that for sure and I definitely still feel that today, even in Christian communities, like how I was saying that I get treated differently. Like rarely ever do I get invited um, to to men to men's group or or even Christian men that like really love Jesus. Do I get invited to Bible studies and different things like that, or like just men that that want to hang out with me and make and and. and, and you know, like that, that just doesn't happen. And I don't know if it's like an environmental thing and I'm not here to like just talk about this and be like, oh, you know, pity Samuel, pity me for um, for not having like those guy Christian friends. But I see I see guys all the time that they're walking in Christianity and they hang out with other dudes and and it's like natural for them. And I just don't like to be honest, I don't have that many male friendships and the male friendships that I do is other guys that are walking um, away from the from the lifestyle into Jesus, and I've been able to connect with them, and I'm really thankful for that because it's like without without me in their lives, they would they would have no one to go to or be friend be friends with because it's so rare to even find that in in Christian communities today, which speaks a lot about our society today. Like for example, there is a big um, conference that just happened not too long ago, and I'm not gonna say any names because I'm not I'm not here to bash anybody or anything like that. But I did know the person that was leading this conference. And it's a huge conference, you know, going to be taking place in very big places. It seats a lot of people, I would say. And, and, the, and, I, and I know the person who was constructing the conference, and they were asking all these people to come and speak at this conference that are influential on TikTok and influential online. And, you know, just like conferences do, they, they're going to ask preachers and all that stuff. But they were specifically looking for people that were of my age range, right? I'm trying to make this as general as possible because I don't want anyone to feel bad. But I remember approaching the person, the person that was organizing the event and telling them, hey, 
Um, I think something that you should talk about is sexuality. Something that you should talk about is the, the people who are gay and people who are trans and all this stuff. Like, how amazing would it be if we can preach that to people in, in the crowd who are Christians that maybe are struggling in their sexuality? Because believe it or not, there are a lot of people, especially Christians, that are struggling in their sexuality in today's day and age, especially Gen Z, especially millennials. They might not say it because they don't feel like the church is a comfortable environment, but how awesome would it be if you had a testimony like mine on that stage to all these thousands of people um, and telling them, hey, it's okay to, you know, um, if you have same-sex attraction, we want to pray for you. We, uh, this is an amazing testimony of someone who has walked away from that. This, these are tools or resources that we have for people who are dealing with these times, types of things, right? And I told them, like, we should, like, if you want, like, I would be available to speak at this conference or I can point you in the direction of someone else. You know, it doesn't even have to be me. Like, it's not about me. It's about getting those people the help that they need and the resources that they need to be able to walk with Christ and still figure out, like, what to do about these same-sex attractions urges that they're feeling or their gender confusion or whatever it is that they're going through and they 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 were like yeah yeah for sure that'd be great they never hit me up i don't know if they forgot um they never asked me to speak at the conference and it's really interesting because i, I don't think they forgot like i think they just didn't want to talk about it like and that's something that's really interesting because it's like it's something that we don't talk about and we don't even give platforms to people who have been through this and who are experiencing this in the right now and that says a lot about christianity and the respect that our christian leaders have for people who are going through same-sex attraction and that's why you know it's it's really difficult for me to even film this podcast to be talking Talking about these types of things, but I know that I have to and I have a responsibility and a due diligence to be able to do that. I have a duty to be able to do this podcast to be talking about these types of things because if I don't talk about it, nobody's gonna talk about it. And of course, you know, it's it's hard because YouTube is gonna be like, oh, this might be, you know, flagged for hate speech or or whatever. Or I, I, I might get in trouble with people online with my audience. I might not be so eloquent in the way that I speak or the things that I say. Um, but the most important thing is that. I want to see people who are gay, transgendered, bisexual, you know, whatever the works, come to Christ, know this love that I have been able to experience for myself, that a lot of my friends have been able to experience. And I don't want them to feel like they are less than. <clears throat> I don't want them to feel like they are hated. I don't want them to feel like like they are just like uh, like the worst of the worst. And so the only thing I can do is just be a mouthpiece, be able to speak on these types of things and, and make it public. So that hopefully one day it helps someone to feel like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone and, and I can follow Jesus and Jesus loves me and he appreciates me and he wants to use me and he has a purpose for my life. And, and hopefully that message gets spread everywhere because there's so many people nowadays that are really struggling with this and thinking about this. And I don't think it's just a group of people anymore like it used to be. I don't think it ever has been. Like homosexuality um, has been around forever. Like it's since the Roman times, like it's there's people who've always had same-sex attractions, whether it's little, whether it's a lot, whether they come out, whether they say it, whether they don't, there's always been people um, that have been dealing with this. It's uh, This is not a new thing, but of course now it's being, it's it, people are talking about it more because it's more open, right? And so I just want to be able to help those types of people and answer these types of questions. I might not be the super most educated person on this, um, but I definitely do have a heart for it. And, and I try my best to be able um, to answer some of these questions. Some of these questions are just like, okay, like, <laughs> I don't, like, I'm like, uh, you know, it's great questions, but I'm sure it's like, uh, uh, does this even have anything to do with Jesus? Like, 
are we are, are we like preaching the gospel are we not preaching the gospel to these people like why are they being put on the spotlight and why are like heterosexuals not being put put on the spotlight and that double standard which we talked about <clears throat> but um definitely yeah some interesting stuff to think about and to meditate on this has been a very interesting episode of this podcast, a little bit different than usually the things that I talk about. And sometimes, guys, to be honest, like I don't talk about sexuality very often on my channel only because it's not really my area of expertise. I've lived it. I've been through it. Um, it feels very distant than the person that I am today. It's been like almost five years. I think it has been five years since I left that lifestyle. Um, and so much has happened in five years that I really, sometimes I can't even remember the person that I used to be when I used to do those types of things. So it's, it's very hard for me to talk about it. So what is my life now? My life is theology. My life is teaching the Bible. My life is leadership and, and pointing people to Jesus. And so I much rather talk about those things than I would talk about sexuality because it's not like I'm, I'm always like, in that kind of social circle anymore and uh, like i don't know what's going on with um with gay people nowadays like I, I i have a i have gay friends but that's not usually the things that we talk about like i used to talk to them about jesus you know so it is difficult for me i'm definitely not an expert i probably will mess up a bunch of times talking about these types of things um but like i said i do have a heart for it and and if anybody can relate to their stories and the things that they're going through it definitely is me and so if you have questions that you want me to answer on this podcast, I'm going to try to do my very best to answer those questions. Um, or maybe you're just listening and you're just like, this is your way of supporting my testimony or whatever. Um, or let's say, for example, you want your church to talk about it, you know, reach out to me. My, my direct messages are open on Instagram. I have an email up. Um, I have a Discord online church community, which you can join, which is awesome. We have um, calls on there every single week. But um, if you want to talk about it in your church, like send me a message, tell your pastor to send me a message, um, book me for your church. Like I don't charge anything. So it's like if someone wants me to speak at their church, I'm going to go. I'm not going to charge, um, share my testimony, help pray for some people that are dealing with these kind of stuff or just answer some questions that they might hi have or how to help them in some type of way. Um, that's my job. And, um, and I love my job and I want to continue to do that. So thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. It was definitely a difficult one to film and to talk about. But I'm glad that you guys made it through and hopefully it was helpful for somebody out there listening. Um, and that's all I really got to say on the topic of homophobia and the church and Christians treating uh, gay people differently. But I hope you guys have an incredible rest of your week and I'll see you in the next podcast episode. <laughs>